It's time for the Noble Capital Radio Hour with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. Featuring the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management, Jess Hamill, and Financial Advisor, Jonathan Berkland. Here's your host, Walter Storholt. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside the fantastic team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. Jess Hamill, Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management, and Jonathan Berkland. He's an advisor with the team. If you want more information about getting in touch with the team, about upcoming events, you can do that by going to ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Or call or text 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. 3800. If you've ever been to one of the fantastic dinner events that the team has throughout the Austin area before, you've probably learned about the seven common retirement mistakes and how to avoid them. Of course, the uh, second important piece of that puzzle. Uh, on today's show, we want to talk about some of the important retirement mistakes. We don't have time to get to all seven of them over the next couple of minutes here, but Jess and Jonathan have picked out some of their favorites to go through. And guys, first on the list here for us to tackle is investing like your still working why would that be a common mistake that people make well first of all you're not still working so (laughs) that would kind of be the most fundamental aspect right there but you know we've all been conditioned or the majority of us growing up um, throughout our career all the way up until retirement that investing is synonymous with the stock market there are some other you know individual investments for the most part that's what everybody thinks about so you know if you're 40 years old you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year you are in a certain level of risk in the market and we have a 2000 or 2008, for the most part, you can ride it out. You're, you're still working. So you're not relying on those investments um, for your income. And in some cases, you go out and buy some more while it's down, you know, but the price drops, market drops, keep on working, eventually it'll come back up. You've got time before you need to start relying on it. So if you're 60 or 65 and you're relying on your nest egg in the market for your income and we get a drop like 2008, now we've got a, a double whammy. So one, you don't have time to wait for it to ride out before you start spending it. So the only thing that makes a portfolio lose value faster than the market dropping is you spending it while the market's dropping because now we've got significantly less to build back on to come back. So having that mindset, a lot of people come in here and they, they, they're still going off the old adage, you know, as long as you just spend 4% of your portfolio, it'll last forever. You know, those are the old days. That doesn't work anymore. So if you're just trying to spend a nest egg down, spend it slower than it's growing in the market and the market drops, you're, you're in a whole different world. So investing as if you had a job is probably the number one mistake that I see people doing when they no longer have a job. Right. And I think what Jess is getting on is recognizing that you're no longer in the accumulation phase of, of your investment life, right? You're, you're now in preservation and or distribution. Um, you have to think about things a little bit differently. So it's time to, to take a, a quick check at, at what am I doing with my portfolio currently? And if you're putting a retirement plan together, considering retirement, you got to consider that you're also kind of in a different phase of life. It's, it's going to be preservation and or distribution. And those take a little bit different tools to accomplish those successfully than than you've been using to accumulate. Yeah, exactly. Now, there's nothing wrong with being in the market in retirement, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to accumulate. But it's a mindset that you've got to shift to to you know reflect the fact that you don't have a paycheck coming in anymore. And the exactly. best way I can exactly. say to describe that is let's reposition some of those assets and turn them into paychecks, paychecks that last forever, paychecks that adjust for inflation. And once we've got all of your income figured out, then we look at accumulation. So if something goes wrong, we have another 2008 then, hey, we're not thrilled about it, but it's okay because our income is safe and we can still write it out. We're not relying on that for income, waiting for eight or 10 or 12 years for it to come back. There's uh, another one that you guys address at your dinner events, which, by the way, if you want to see an upcoming list of events in the Austin area that you can attend, you can check that out at ncwealth.com, ncwealth.com. The annuity trap. 
What is the annuity trap? You know, annuities are probably one of the most misunderstood financial instruments out there. The annuities of today are very different from your grandfather's annuity. So people are still carrying that whole, my grandfather told me not to ever do it, or my brother-in-law told me don't ever buy an annuity. A lot of them are remembering the way things were structured before. But on top of it, there are different types of annuities. And, you know, they say a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. So when you have somebody that knows a little bit about a variable annuity and a little bit about a fixed index annuity and a little bit about an immediate annuity, and they, all, they lump them all together and try to piece it together and, and paint one picture, um, a lot of times you get a pretty ugly picture that's not exactly accurate. So I'll use variable annuities as an example. There's, there's very little place in retirement, in my opinion, for a variable annuity. A variable annuity is basically your market-based portfolio under the cloak of an annuity. So if your goal is to come out of a risk-based scenario and go into an annuity, the last thing you want to do is take it and put it into an annuity and throw it right back out to the market. And on top of it, somebody's got to manage that. So now you're paying even more for somebody to manage your portfolio in the market while it's in an annuity. And a lot of times those fees are hidden. So those are, I see those all the time, three and a half, four percent in fees to be in a variable annuity. So, you know, if, you, if you're in four percent of fees and you're up six, you're only up two. If you're down two, then you're really down six because the, the insurance company is going to make their four percent no matter what. Right, right. Um, so because of nuances like that that don't really pertain to the annuities that we do, a lot of times people will shy away from something that, that makes a lot of sense for them. Right. The annuity trap really is, is either not understanding the annuity that you're purchasing and or having an annuity that you don't understand or that doesn't fit within a plan because you don't have a plan. You just have that product and you're, you're hoping it, it works out for you. So it's really important to, to one, understand what you are purchasing, which is something you know we, we do every day, day in and day out. That's very important to us. And two, making sure that works within the context of, of your plan and what you're trying to accomplish in retirement. Yeah, so, so it's like, what, what are you doing with the annuity? Are you trying to accumulate or are you trying to turn it into income? I mean, those are two completely different classes of annuities. And unfortunately, a lot of people have an annuity that worked out better for the commission for the annuity salesman than what works out best for them. So when we sit down with you, we show you everything, show you how it all works, explain it in great detail. People walk out here all the time and say, wow, I never understood it like that right. before. Thank you so much for, for explaining Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Annuities that you already have and, and maybe some yeah. that we plan on using in the plan that we're building for you, right? Both ways. Yeah. So people come in here all the time with annuities that they bought from an annuity salesman and they have no idea what it is. Mm. The trap isn't the annuity. The trap is the misinformation about Absolutely. the annuity. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Very cool. All right, this uh, next uh, mistake that people make is a bit bombastic. It is the tax time bomb. What is the tax time bomb? It sounds very dramatic. Anybody that's listened to this show for a while that knows me very well knows that I'm not a big fan of tax-deferred qualified accounts. It's not that they don't have any place, but I think people put too much emphasis on them. So when I see... A client that comes in and they've got $3 million in their 401k and $40,000 in the bank. And that's it. And they're so proud because they've done so well with this 401k. I tell them, congratulations, every penny of income for the rest of your life is taxable. Right. Um, so it, you need to not get so caught up in that desire to have tax deferred income, especially if you're in the higher income brackets. So, you know, if you're if you're living on $60,000 a year and you're going to retire with three or $400,000 in your 401k and you're basically relying on Social Security and a little bit of drawdown, okay, let's go tax deferred. You're going to be in the lower tax brackets. But most of our clients are coming in here living on hundred dollars to $200,000 now, and many of them live on even more money in retirement. So if you have deferred all that tax down the road and chosen to take all of your income out of tax deferred accounts, you're giving up a lot more of it in tax in many situations than you would have if you just paid tax in the first place. Right. So right. I, I like a blend tax deferred, tax free, tax efficient. And that way we can blend all of those throughout the rest of your life to keep you in the lower tax brackets. But when you come in with everything tax deferred, then everything's going to be taxable. And I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. 
I don't think the biggest risk that you have in your portfolio going into retirement is the market. It's, I think it's the taxes. We don't know who's going to be in office 15 or 20 years from now when we retire. So what tax bracket am I going to be in? Am I going to be in the 20% bracket or the 60% bracket that doesn't even exist right now? Exactly. And, and furthermore, my Referring that tax bomb down the road to your beneficiaries, right? I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of the times, if you're in that scenario, just described quite a bit of money in, in a 401k or IRA, and you may not be planning on spending all that yourself, but you want to leave that to the next generation, that's not necessarily the, the ideal instrument to, to leave to your beneficiaries because they may very well inherit uh, that tax bomb themselves and, and, and unknowingly uh, pay a lot of taxes if they take that lump sum, which happens more often than not. So um, that's something we have to consider too and, and help you think about and watch through as we're doing our retirement planning is the next generation, those beneficiaries. Yep. We're talking on the Noble Capital Radio Hour today with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland uh, about the common retirement mistakes that people make. They address these seven common mistakes at their dinner events throughout the Austin area, and uh, we're covering a couple of them on today's show. Uh, let's get to one more here in the time allotted, guys. Procrastination. i got to imagine maybe this is the, the granddaddy of them all. You know, it really is, but can we just talk about that one later? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. We'll just pencil it in this for may, next yeah. week. Yeah. How about That's that? right. We'll, yeah. we'll get maybe to do it later. Around to it. What's yeah, going to happen right. then, though, Jess? Is there something <laughs> else, another shiny object going to take you away? <laughs> Probably so. You know, so that that's that's one of the things that we deal with quite a bit. Um, I'll sit down with somebody, and we'll go through a lot of uh, planning, and they look at it. They say it sounds great, but you know, I think I want to wait. You know, what are you waiting on? You're getting older, not younger. The, uh, you know, all of the things that you're exposed to only get worse by waiting. So procrastination is probably the the biggest hurdle that I have with clients. It's an emotional thing. They don't want to move on anything because they're scared. So they want to put it off to later. So you know, you'll hear it on the show many, many times. I'm more of a therapist than I am a financial advisor. Yes. <laughs> um, and my job is to get people to emotionally come to terms with the fact that they are getting older and they are changing their lifestyle and they need to react accordingly. Absolutely. And, and you know, if, if that sounds like you, then then please take action now and, and pick up the <laughs> phone, right? Give us give us a text, give us a call, something, reach out to us, because that's what we like to do on a daily basis is help those of you who have been procrastinating to put a retirement plan together. You know, reach out to us, attend a seminar. You, you don't have to commit. You know, just come check us out, get to know us, learn a little bit more about uh, the common retirement mistakes in a little bit more detail and, and uh, connect on the opportunity to sit down with us one on one and tell us about your retirement goals and dreams and those challenges that may be keeping you procrastinating. So please do take advantage. Come see us. We'd, we'd love to have you. We've given you a little preview of what's talked about at those dinner events that you can attend here in the Austin area. If you want to view a list of those upcoming events and RSVP right from your smartphone or computer, you can do that by going to ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com, the place to go online to see the upcoming list of events and to sign up ncwealth.com. If you prefer to call or text, you can certainly do that as well and inquire that way. 512-492-3800 is the number to reach the Noble Capital team. 512-492-3800, your number to call or text if you'd like to attend an upcoming event. Don't procrastinate. Uh, do it now. If it's something that's been on your mind and it's been bothering you, you know you need a better plan in place. Now's the time to take some action while you're thinking about it. Just uh, take the opportunity to do that today. 512-492-3800 is that number to call or text or online at ncwealth.com. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Talk 13.7, the right choice.
Thanks for being with us on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here with you driving the bus today alongside Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. We want to spend some time on today's show talking about 401ks, obviously one of the most popular investment vehicles that are out there. Uh, but your 401k can it can also not be perfect in many cases. Uh, it can have some weaknesses that you should be aware of. And guys, I think we're going to throw in, you know, 403Bs, TSPs, uh, 457 plans. But if there's a caveat, let us know. First complaint or weakness of a 401k might be administrative costs. Do you see this? Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the the fees that go along with it, you know, the, the bigger the pool of employees, then you know, theoretically the lower the fees go, but you're still you're still have an extra layer of fees between that and just a right, you know, right. typical IRA. So if you're at a Fortune 500 company, you might be a little better off than a mom and pop shop kind of thing. Right. Um, but uh, generally, you're, you're going to be paying more in administrative fees in a 401k than if you just had a you know traditional IRA somewhere. So you're saying the smaller the company, then even even at more of a disadvantage, you might be here. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got. I mean, they've got less weight. It's just like a, a group, uh, you know, health insurance policy. Exactly. So if there's a, if there are more employees, then the administrator can charge a lower fee percentage and still put a good bit of money in his pocket because there's more people to charge that percentage across. Oh, that makes sense. So that would be why when I worked for a small company back uh, many years ago. And we all were begging for a health insurance plan. They finally got a group plan for the small company, and it was way more expensive than it would have been for us to go <laughs> yes. get our own insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> funny how that works out. It is. It is funny. Okay. Very so same thing in the 401k realm, same kind of uh, economies of scale in play. Sure, yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah, Very cool. Uh, another common 401k complaint or weakness would be that it's a bunch of mutual funds, but not a whole lot else at your disposal. Yeah, I've seen it range from uh, just uh, a target, you know, target funds, you know, only having maybe a handful of target funds and that's it to, uh, you know, a decent selection of maybe 20 or 25 mutual funds. But either way, you're, you're locked into a pretty tight box there. Again, going back to the options you have in a traditional IRA somewhere versus, you know, in your 401k, it's opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, you, you really, you're kind of locked into that box and kind of have to hope that the options you have available to you are going to perform well. And if they don't, you don't have really anywhere to go, unfortunately. Right. Your reaction time, I mean, to me, the reaction time on it is a lot, is a, a, a significant issue for me. Um, yeah. You know, if I've, got a, hmm. if I've got a traditional IRA sitting somewhere that I can just reach out and make a change when I see something then happening, um, I can react in a matter of, of minutes. Whereas with a 401k, typically you have to go through an extra layer. You have to go through the administrator before it yep. even gets to the yep. custodian. Um, that may or may not be available. It might have to go by email and go through your HR department. And yeah. you, know, you could and see something happening, and by the time you react to it, it's already, right. it's already too late. It really depends on how sophisticated that plan is. So going back to small company versus large, you know, if you're a large company, you may, you may be able to, to, to trade quickly. A small one, a small plan like ours is here, <laughs> uh, you, you may have a little more problems on that point. That's a good good point. Hmm. Interesting. So again, mutual funds, not a whole lot else at your disposal in those plans. Another weakness of them. Uh, limited asset classes, I guess this kind of falls in line with that same conversation. Would that be another complaint? Yeah, yeah, I, would yeah. Say, I would say that's that's pretty much part of the same answer. Very similar, that. yeah. But you know, not not very many four hundred one k is going to let you you know go do anything and everything you can do in, a, in an IRA. So just having the flexibility to really um, sit down and start planning for retirement, you know, it's a great potentially a great accumulation tool, um, but probably not so great of one as you get close to retirement. You're looking to maybe set up some secure income, maybe with some annuities. You're looking to diversify, go into some alternatives, real estate, so on and so forth. You're pretty locked down there. 
I've read that another complaint or uh, you know concern with 401ks is the fact that if you are looking for conservative investments, that there's kind of a, a, a lacking in terms of their availability inside of 401k plans. Jonathan's been the one to scoop yeah, all over the yeah. 401k. So I'm <laughs> keep, keep, keep going on my roll here. Yeah, I mean, you know, you may have access to to some bond funds. Um, it might give you a little little lower uh, risk for you there. And then you go from there right into just a, a money market sitting in cash, which is, you know, earning you nothing, which potentially may be better than you get in the market. If you have a down year, you might get lucky on that one. But um, there's really not many options down at the bottom end of that spectrum uh, from a risk standpoint that is available to you in 401ks. Um, it's generally speaking, you know, uh, growth oriented uh, mutual funds or a money market. Um, it's it can be pretty frustrating, certainly as you're edging closer to retirement, looking to take maybe a little risk off the table. Yeah, and that's what I was going to add to it. I mean, a lot of this is still age dependent to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, a 25 year old um, can can take those risks. Um, he's not necessarily looking for something super conservative, but if you're in a an employee situation where your employer will not allow you to do an in service withdrawal before you separate, and you're getting on up there in age and it's time to try to scale back a little bit. I mean, your only choice is either go with what they've got, um, scale back to a money market or, you know, or separate from the company. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah. weird. And that's one, I don't know if it's, if it's something that, uh, we, we've kind of gotten written, uh, to us there, Walter, or, or not in terms of people reaching out with, with, uh, different complaints about 401ks, if that made your list or not, but access is, is something to, to certainly bring up and just, just did it. I mean, uh, as you're getting into re- retirement or thinking about retirement planning, you may not be able to reposition that 401k elsewhere if that's with your current employer. Um, and, and, and that can really be a, a roadblock to setting up a, a retirement plan. So it's important to note when you're putting those dollars in, those hard-earned dollars, and you're, you're planning on, on setting up a retirement plan and utilizing some of those assets, you know, can I do an in-service withdrawal to utilize those funds other than a mutual funds? You know, can I go out and purchase some annuities, purchase, you know, whatever you want to do, real estate, uh, or, or go out and put a better diversified portfolio together in the market outside of those mutual fund options that you're given there in the 401k. So... That's another downside too. Now we're covering all these downsides of four hundred one k's. Yeah, we're but them hard. Huh? They're they're not the worst thing in the world, right? I mean, they still can be beneficial for people if they're getting matches in their plans. Sure, and, yeah, the free money, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, we're not exactly saying you've got to just totally throw your four hundred one k out, um, you know, out of contention or out of the the you know mix of your financial plan, but. It, it kind of just causes you to pump the brakes a little bit and think, are there alternative options? Is that kind of what we should do here? To some degree. I mean, for me, it's it's more about so many people, um, it's kind of like getting taxes taken out of your paycheck, right? I mean, everybody's just anesthetized of that. At least yeah, 20 or 25% right. of your paycheck's just gone. You don't even count on yes. it. Um, so, you know, people start contributing to the 401k. It's coming automatically out of their paycheck. They're not counting on that money. Uh, they're not Un- paying much. Unless you pay quarterly taxes, Jess, then, then <laughs> there you go. You feel it. You feel it then. <laughs> well, yes, and I do. I completely understand that. But yeah. I bet your your typical average um, citizen is not in that in that scenario. It's just a different mindset. They they think, hey, I'm contributing to a 401k. I'm contributing. You know, sometimes the max. I'm getting a match. That's it. That's all I've got to do. Um, so they get comfortable in that. Is that that itself being their retirement? And they don't you know think it's outside of that box a little bit and say maybe I maybe I ought to do a different. Uh, traditional outside of that and also a Roth and maybe some other ways of, of saving up for it on top of the 401k. And I'll get people that come in here all the time, you know, 55 years old, 
two million dollars in their four hundred one k and thirty thousand dollars in the bank, and they're just they're so proud of themselves. Look, look what I've done. I've accumulated all this in my four hundred one k, and I said that's that's fantastic. Congratulations! Every penny for the rest of your life is going to be one hundred percent taxable. It's like they right. didn't they didn't diversify outside of that mindset whatsoever because they've been conditioned to to think that the four hundred one k is their retirement. Right, right. But to Walter's point, it can be a good accumulation tool. I, I myself use it. If you can get that company match, go for it. Right? Why not get that free money? Um, but certainly, as you're you're thinking about retirement, getting to do some retirement planning, um, it's it's not the best tool to necessarily continue to utilize and it's certainly something you should think about maybe uh, uh, altering as you approach retirement you or adding to, adding to it that was my point sure, that, that, yeah, that, that, that's your only retirement vehicle at all um, you might want to start looking at a little bit of diversification on top of that absolutely well, it all comes back to that basic principle doesn't it uh, you're, yes. you've been doing one thing your your one way for a really long time but as you get closer to retirement in more ways than one it's a transition point and it requires us to do things a little bit differently. And this is just another example talking about the 401ks here. So Jess and I have been talking a lot about 401ks here, the pros and the cons. And there's certainly, uh, we believe a few more cons than pros, but if you're wondering about yours one way or the other pros or cons and how that 401k might work into a retirement plan, take advantage of the opportunity to come out and see us at one of our retirement events. We can one, certainly talk about 401ks in more detail and, and, and give you some insight on whether you should keep your 401k or roll it over somewhere else and two how does it fit into an overall retirement plan so if you don't have a retirement plan or you're looking to find out some more information on your 401k do come out and see us come out to a dinner event eat a nice meal on us and learn a little bit, little bit more information about us who we are and, and how we practice if you want to come to an upcoming event you can find the list of events online at ncwealth.com and register right there from your smartphone or computer that's ncwealth.com or you can call or text your interest to 512-492-3800 that's 512-492-3800 and we'll get you uh, all the information that you need about upcoming events and get you registered as well 512-492-3800 your number to call or text if you want to find out about upcoming events in the area or go online to ncwealth.com right now to see the list of events and secure your spot. Certainly do that if you've got questions about your retirement, about some of the things that we talked about on today's show so far. Stay tuned to today's show. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Fishing is an art, and any fisherman worth his salt knows the proper tools to land a whopper. You wouldn't take a cane pole to catch a bass, and unless you're just looking for a tranquil day on the boat, you probably wouldn't use shrimp for bait on the lake. The same can be said of your retirement. There are all sorts of financial products out there, and it's important to know which ones are the right fit for you. A random jumble of investments won't do you much good in retirement. Work with an advisor who knows how to fish, who sees the art within. A well-crafted financial plan will go a long way toward making a successful retirement. Make sure you're putting the right tools in your portfolio. In the Austin area, reach out to the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team for help building a custom, comprehensive, and complimentary financial plan. Call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or reserve a time to meet online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, it's time to open up the mailbag and get another question from one of our listeners. If you want to submit a question, go online and contact us at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. This first one uh, comes to us from Jay in Austin today. Jay says, ever since I retired, I've had a really hard time spending money. Something about not having a paycheck makes me nervous. Do you think I need a shrink? 
<laughs> that goes back to the uh, therapist versus financial advisor role here. Um, Jay, you don't need a shrink. What you need is a, a financial advisor that understands the difference between spending down and generating income. Right. You need a plan. But a to plan. answer your question, um, no, you don't need a shrink. You should be nervous. Um, if all you've done is accumulate a, a nest egg and you're trying to spin it down and figure out uh, how to make yourself run out before it does, then you've got the wrong plan. So give us a call and let's see if we can help you out. Great question, Jay. A lot of people have that question. You're not alone there. And if you want to get some further information and get some customized advice for your own financial situation, maybe you're listening to the show today and you're in a similar situation to Jay as well, give a call to the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. 512-492-3800 is the number. That's 512-492-3800. And always 24-7 online at ncwealth.com. Hey, it's Jess Hamill with Noble Capital. Are you making your retirement a priority? Do you have a plan to generate income in retirement? Have you worked hard to accumulate a nest egg and now your only plan is to spend it down? If any of these questions make you stop and think, you need to attend our upcoming dinner event. We'll talk about generating retirement income in ways you probably won't expect. Seats fill up quickly, so reserve your spot today. Go to ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. That's ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know the team at Noble Capital a little bit better on today's show. Guys, just curious, what's something that people are surprised to learn about you? So we were actually just talking about this the other day. We did kind of a round table where we paired up with somebody in the in the conference room and, and shared something that most people didn't know, and then we all shared it. So the, the biggest thing that most people didn't realize about me was that I finance a, a scholarship at my alma mater um, for somebody in the physics or construction department. Wow, that's pretty cool. Which, what inspired yeah, you doing, to, to do that? Um, you know, that's where I went through, and I came out, and I was very fortunate to get a pretty good job right off the bat and had some modicum of success, so I wanted to, to help other people in that realm. Um, you know, I came out with a degree in physics and said, okay, now what am I going to do with this? So I switched over <laughs> to construction management, and it worked out pretty good. It's not something that was very, very popular in that school, so I wanted to encourage that, and so I've got a, a scholarship for you know both the spring and fall semester, or fall and spring semester, and then a smaller one for the summer sessions, and it's worked out pretty good. I try to keep the same person going through three or four years through the whole uh, through their whole career. Wow, that is really cool. Uh, very neat. Did not know that about you. What about you, Jonathan? Gosh, I don't think I can top that one. Uh, <laughs> nothing along those lines. He's but, tapping uh, out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I uh, something something people might not know about me is uh, I do love to play the guitar. And it's not something that I uh, I put out there too often because I'm not a huge fan of playing in front of others. But occasionally, occasionally, Mr. Hamill can uh, get me over there uh, to his house where he's got a nice little jam room, and uh, we can break out the guitar and make a little bit of noise. So we have a lot of fun doing that. You got any special guitars lately? Oh man, yeah, I got a, a fantastic one for my birthday. Uh, a nice gift from this gentleman sitting across from me here. Just got me a. If anybody out there knows uh, a Les Paul reissue, Gibson Les Paul reissue, very nice guitar. A lot of fun. More guitar than than I deserve as a player, but I'm sure having a whole lot of fun playing it. Uh, getting better every day. Yeah, so he's he's being modest. He's actually a pretty, he's actually a pretty good guitar player. He's uh, puts me to shame. He's like a. I don't know if you guys have ever watched uh, Parks and Rec back when it was on TV. Oh but he, yes, are, you, you're, you're Duke Silver basically. There, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, it's a different instrument, but yeah, yeah. The almost. hidden musical talent that nobody knows about. Right? right. I don't know if I have any fans or anything though, but yes, yes. <laughs> 
Too funny. Well, very cool. A lot of talent in the room, it sounds like. So it's good to get to know you guys a little bit better in these kinds of things. Running scholarships, playing guitar, kind of in the background. Neat info on you guys today. All right, that's uh, getting to know Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland a little bit better. More coming up on today's show. Back to the answering your financial questions. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. And I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team for help building a custom, comprehensive, and complimentary financial plan. Call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or reserve a time to meet online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Let's get back to the show with your host, Walter Storholtz. Time to open up another mailbag question here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Jess and Jonathan, this one comes to us from Andy. And Andy says, I'm selling one of my rental properties in the next month or two, and I don't have plans to buy another one. What's the best thing to do with the money from that sale? Whew, that's a very, very broad question. Yeah, I would say uh, definitely if, you, if you'd like real estate um, and you've got some money freed up, you would come give us uh, a visit and we could talk to you about our real estate fund. would be the first obvious place to go to. But, you know, there's so many parameters that affect how you, uh, how you deal with that extra windfall. We just need to sit down with you and, and go over it. But I would say the first obvious answer, if you'd like real estate, come talk to us about our fund. Yeah, and it you know kind of begs the question, um, you know, do you not want to be a landlord anymore? Because that's that's certainly a, a lot of people's retirement portfolio is rental property. So you know, what's the reasoning for wanting to get out of that? Do you not want to be a landlord anymore? Was it a bad cap rate on that property? Did we look at a different property, or you know, what are you trying to accomplish? So um, that's a great question and a great starting point uh, for for either finishing a, a retirement plan for you or, or really starting from scratch and building on a new one. So I think the best thing, like Jess said, is there's a couple options on the table we can certainly help you out with, uh, including. That, that real estate fund that he mentioned with Noble Capital. But uh, starting point, come in and, and, and see us. How often do you guys have a client who comes through the door in this kind of situation who's got rental property, maybe looking to unload? How many keep it? How many uh, do get rid of rental property and don't want to be landlords anymore? Is it still a big part of some people's portfolios? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is age dependent. Uh, a lot of our clients have uh, rental properties, and the older they get, the less they want to fool with them. Um, so I'd say, I don't know, one in five come in and ready to liquidate the real estate and do something else with it. Yeah, but it's probably a good, you know, uh, gosh, 50 to 75% of clients who do come through have some sort of real estate outside their homestead. Um, and it, it's usually been either a, a critical part of their wealth accumulation or a part of their, you know, existing sort of income plan. But uh, like Jess pointed out, you know, we get a lot of people coming in that they don't want to mess with it anymore. Uh, the return's not, not there from an income perspective or they just want to shake it up. More clients than not, they come in with rental uh, properties that we incorporate into their income plan. So we, 
we're by no means trying to get people to liquidate right off the bat. Uh, we like we like real estate. We like them as rentals. We like them as investments, and uh, we can work anything into the plan. Right. It's important to understand the tax side of that too. You know, if you're, if you're getting rid of that, it might be a, especially uh, here in Austin. You know, you might have a pretty good uh, taxable gain on your hands there. So it's important to have all, all the considerations in mind as you move through that process. So we'll certainly help you out with that. And when you mentioned the the real estate fund, that would be a great fit for somebody who's kind of been a lifelong believer like Andy in sort of having real estate properties and being diversified in that segment of the investing world. They just don't want to have the landlord part maybe on their shoulders anymore, but still want to be in that uh, in that asset class. Is that the best way to put it? Yeah, and actually, I mean, that's a pretty common misconception. You kind of fed right into it. We, in our real estate fund, we don't we don't own real estate. Matter of fact, if we own real estate, that's because something went wrong. So we're lending on real estate. So we're coming out of either speculative ownership or rental ownership and going into short-term um, loans, interim loans on either fix and flips or new construction. Perfect. Learn something every day here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Very cool. Andy, hopefully that answers your question. And if you have any questions at all or something similar to Andy's on your mind, reach out to the team at Noble Capital. 512-492-3800 is the number. And you can call or text that number to get in touch. 512-492-3800. And always can take your questions online as well at ncwealth.com. We're coming up on today's show. Thanks for the question, Andy. Austin's Talk, 1370. Want to have a great meal on us and learn a little about retirement at the same time? Go to ncwealth.com to see our list of upcoming dinner events. You can reserve a spot right there online. Just go to ncwealth.com to RSVP. Come hungry. We'll see you there. listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. Jonathan Berklin is a financial advisor on the team. Jess Hamill is the vice president of Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. You can find us online at ncwealth.com if you want to find out about upcoming dinner events that the team has planned, some great information available where you can learn alongside your peers there. Look at the schedule, find out about upcoming events, and even RSVP all online at ncwealth.com. And if you have any questions for us on the show, you can always get in touch as well by calling or texting 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. We're going to talk a little bit about how retirement and flying can often parallel one another. And we have a well-qualified person to talk about this subject on today's show. Not only is he a master financial planner, but Jess Hamill is also a pilot himself. Jess, how long have you been flying? Give us a little background on sort of your uh, your flying experience. Legally since the uh, late 90s. <laughs> um, there's, there's actually a story behind that that's not appropriate for radio, but I, uh, I learned to fly sitting in the right seat with somebody who had blown out knees and couldn't run the rudders going up and down the coast of uh, Texas, where we've always got an onshore breeze. So one way down, you've got the left rudder. The other way, you've got the right rudder, and he couldn't run them. So that's what I was there for, and I picked up on it and loved it and went ahead and went legal and had a lot of fun since then. You're probably past the statute of limitations for you know, <laughs> Hopefully so. that act, I would imagine. So. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, very cool. So you've been flying planes ever since. What, what kinds of planes? Uh, for, for the non-plane people out there, kind of what have you, you know? Uh, just regular single engine. You know, so I was single part engine. of a co-op. Yeah. So myself and 27 other people owned 128th of four airplanes. 
Okay. Um, so we had everything from you know a, a two seater that gets a super great mileage, you know, so to speak, on the gas, all the way up to something that carries some weight, and uh, then uh, we got some experience in a beach crap bonanza, but mostly you know, Piper, Cessna, and that Beecher, just an easy regular four place single engine aircraft. All right, last last question on the flying part. Then farthest you've flown yourself from the Austin area, or coolest place that you've uh, you've flown yourself. Those would both be the same place, uh, Miami, for sure. Oh, very cool. <laughs> over nice. the Gulf? No, you just hug the coastline. Oh, hug the coastline. Yeah, if okay. you want to go over water, you got to have two engines. You know, okay. One goes out, you still got another one. you got to be a real cowboy to go over <laughs> just one. <laughs> Probably prettier anyway to hug the coast, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, so. you got to have a lot of faith in your engine to try to go over water like that with one engine, so I don't recommend it. Very cool. Very neat. Well, before you go on all those trips, I would imagine that you need a flight plan. I mean, what does that really look like? We, we think everybody's, every pilot's got this checklist of items they've got to go through. Is that reality? You've got a big checklist you got hit? So, yeah, those are two different things, and it's probably not going to follow the theme of the uh, correlation we've got here, but a flight plan is not nearly as common as you would think. It depends on whether, you know, what kind of weather condition you're going into and whether you're going uh, instrument or not. But the checklist, absolutely. I mean, you, um, I, everybody's different. I know what you're supposed to do. So if I get into a small plane with a couple of friends and we go up to Fredericksburg to get a hamburger, you know, I go through my checklist the entire plane, check everything out. Land in Fredericksburg, go in, eat a hamburger, and 45 minutes later, we're back at the plane. Everybody's going, come on, let's go. Why are you checking it? We just got off the plane. My answer is more than likely everything's fine, but I want to figure it out now while we're sitting on the ground, not when we're, you know, four or 5,000 feet in the air. So always absolutely. go through the checklist from the beginning to the end, no matter what. Jonathan, that's got to be the uh, financial parallel there, I would uh, imagine. The absolutely. Better to know it on the ground than in the air, right? Of course, yeah. Better to know going in than, than when you're in the middle of it. So it's certainly important to, to put a, a flight plan, so to speak, together for your retirement, or, or should I say prior to your retirement. The, the optimal time to do it is really kind of in that three- to five-year window as you're approaching retirement, coming in for the landing, so to speak. Man, I can just <laughs> take this one all the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, all day long. <laughs> but that's really the, the time to, to really start uh, putting things together and, and going down that checklist you know what what assets do you have what do you want to get out of retirement when do you want to retire all those questions that start forming in your mind and, and really put pen to paper and and lay out a plan of action and, and it really starts with with that flight plan where are we going what are we trying to accomplish and really, what do we have to to take us there and, and how and how specifically are we getting there right right yeah. that's a good point just like the uh, hug the coastline or fly over the water you know specific of how you yeah. got to miami <laughs> and there's, there's certainly two different types there yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. big big differences and personality of the pilot yes, or of the retiree yes. might dictate Absolutely. how to how to take that path pretty funny uh, by the way uh i think you two sound like you're probably similar to me in that even though they're the lowest form of humor we're all fans of puns here so yes. yeah. a, <laughs> a segment for us all when i was flying uh so i used to broadcast uh, basketball with the uh, University of North Carolina Tar Heels uh, women's basketball team and when I was flying with them back from Maryland one time back to, to North Carolina we had, it was February really really cold and we had a 30 40 mile an hour wind and as we were coming down to land the pilot actually opened up the it was a chartered plane opened up the the, the door so we could see through the cockpit he said hey if you guys want to see what it's like to land you know stick your head in the aisle and you can watch us land and so, you know, all the adults in the front of the plane, boom, immediately lean their heads right. in the aisle like, we want to see this. All the girls in the back go, ah! <laughs> they were all deathly afraid of flying. But that it was the scariest thing at the same time because the plane was, I don't know, yawing? Is that the way to describe it? Yeah. The way the yeah. wind was hitting yeah, us? It wasn't severe turbulence, but the yawing might as well have been as scary as turbulence because we'd see the runway through the window or through the door, and then it would disappear. And then it would come back, and then it would disappear. And I can't believe they landed the plane, but they successfully got it down. But boy, that turbulence, it was so funny to see that feeling affect people in different ways. The folks in the back going nuts, and then the adults up front, you know, kind of enjoying it and loving it along the way. 
Same thing in retirement. People kind of react to all the turbulence we see in the financial news similarly. Yeah, I would I would think that less people enjoy it in the retirement. I would think so. Probably. I mean, even even as a kid, I used to I can remember, you know, flying in in the plane, we did some turbulence and everybody would freak out. And I just I would just sit back and relax and enjoy it. I said that sense of everything's going to be okay. And this is more like a ride, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. carnival. I, I loved it. So I have no problem with turbulence or getting into scary situations. Yeah. But in retirement, different story, yeah, right? Different I mean, story. In, in Definitely. retirement, you know, you don't want to find out that you're going to hit some turbulence. Uh, that, that's going to be part of the plan to avoid as much turbulence as possible as we're, we're planning that flight. So that's kind of the gut check coming into it. Uh, you know, how much risk do you want to take? What are you what are you willing to kind of put out there and, and endure from a turbulent standpoint? And what aren't you? So that's something we talk about right up front. Which direction you want to, do, want to go? Are we hugging the coastline, as we talked about earlier? Are we flying over that body of water or somewhere in between? Uh, it's a really good way to, to think about it. The problem is, though, it's it's going to hit us all, right? I mean, you fly enough, you're going to get hit by some turbulence. Same thing if you are in the market in any way, shape, and form, you're going to get hit by some turbulent times. Yeah, you're, you're going to get hit, but it really comes down to what extent, right? Are we hit on those assets we're relying on for income purposes or or is that over in our, our kitty over on the side that that's maybe that uh you know long-term uh, legacy money where we can afford to, to take some of that turbulence so we like to think about it in a couple different ways and maybe we're hugging the coastline with our income and flying over that body of water with with some of that legacy money or money that we're just not counting on for everyday expenses it also has a lot to do with the quality of how well your plane is built just like your plane so sure. you know, there's, there's turbulence that i can fly right through and not even bat an eye at and there's you know some planes that have not been maintained well or built well that are not going to make it through the turbulence yeah uh, any any turbulent stories you could share with us from your flying days uh, you know, not so much turbulence i mean we're always going to run into turbulence yeah. but I've, I've made a couple of emergency landings one of them uh Without getting into details, the newer planes make some adjustments that uh, you used to have to make automatically. And so I got caught above the clouds at about 10,000 feet and had to descend very quickly. And when I did, the uh, the automatic fuel mixture couldn't keep up with the pressure, and I just lost power, period. The engine just died. So mm. at about 6,000 feet, I was coming in and coasting with no power whatsoever. I got down low enough to where I was too far from the airport in Corpus for them to hear me on the radio. So I had a Mooney above me that was... I would talk to him, he would talk to the tower, tower would talk to him, he would talk to me, and he'd say, okay, at 11 o'clock, we've got a, a county road, let's head that way. So we'd head that way, and I'd get close enough, he'd say, okay, you know, at 2 o'clock, we're going to run something else, and eventually I made it to the Refugio Airport and landed right on the numbers with no power whatsoever. The, probably the luckiest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, man. It was, wow. it was beautiful. Fantastic. I actually landed. Landed, the mechanic worked on it for about 10 minutes, got back in, and kept on going down to Corpus and made my lunch date. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's Jess Hamill, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It takes uh, it takes certainly some poise to do something and uh, pull, it, pull it off like that. Man, wow. An interesting story. Uh, last parallel between these two things, flying and retirement. We're talking about it here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour today, tapping into the experience of Jonathan Berkland and Jess Hamill on the financial side of things. Jess, also a pilot himself, sharing some good stories with us. Jess, I think you wouldn't make it to your destination without the help of maybe it's traffic control, I guess, if we're talking sort of like bigger planes. In your case, in that story you just told us, without the help of the, the guy above you helping with that communication, how important is communication in the flying world and then also, of course, in retirement? I mean, it's, it's the cornerstone. I mean, in my opinion, in life, period, uh, relationships or retirement or flying, but yeah, you've got to have communication. So when we sit down with a client, and I can't stress this enough, they're used to going to financial advisors that are telling them what to do. So we listen, we talk a lot, we ask a lot of questions based on their answers. We put something together that we present to them and then we listen again and we want to get feedback on it. So we go through several appointments. Uh, we don't just sit down and tell somebody what to do. Each appointment, I listen to what they're telling me, take that feedback, incorporate it into the next appointment until 
we are all on the same playing field and I know exactly what it is that they're giving me feedback on and they understand exactly what I'm putting in front of them. Right, right. And that's ongoing, by the way, throughout retirement, right? I mean, we we like to to check in with our clients at least once a year, figure out, you know, are we on the same flight path? We're trying to go somewhere different. Uh, How are things going in general? Do you you have enough income? Do you need less? You know, where are we at? Maybe a major life uh, change has occurred. So certainly you can you can talk to us more often than that. But at least once a year, we like to make that communication check in and and just make sure we're we're going the right direction. If somebody wants to to call or text, we talk about calling or texting if people have questions all the time. If they do that, can you tell us a bit about the process or or what happens from there? What can they expect? Absolutely. So uh, reach out to us um, and and we'd like to go into one of our our dinner events. So you'll come out, enjoy an evening with us and a nice meal. And we kind of talk through the basics of of what exactly we do, right, for retirement planning and maybe some of the things that are top of mind for us and what general direction we like to take your retirement planning as you think about working with us. You know, we talked about the budget earlier. There's a number of those uh, things that that really pertain to retirement that not everybody's thinking about. So come out to an event, learn about those things. And then if if you decide you want to proceed, you can just sign right up and set your first appointment to come in and meet with us and get to know us a little bit better and see if if we're the team you'd like to implement a retirement plan with. And I think, you know, Walter has mentioned several times how to reach out, but I'll let him remind you of that. Here's the way that you can find out about some of those upcoming dinner events. If you want to get your name on the list, you can go to ncwealth.com. It's that easy, ncwealth.com your place to go. We've got a list of upcoming events throughout the area there on the site. You can click and sign up right now. ncwealth.com is how you can do that. Or if you'd like to reserve a spot over the phone, you can certainly do that by calling or sending a text to let us know your interest. 512-492-3800 is the number. Call or text 512-492-3800. Find out more about working with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. Some of the important things that you need to be doing to prepare for retirement. It's all going to be covered at one of those upcoming events. So make sure you get your name on the list. Come in, have a conversation about what's going on in your financial life. 512-492-3800. Again, that number to call or text. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, I'm Walter Storholt. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next time back here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial investment and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital.